What's up? What's up, bitches? <laughs> Today, it's not just me. I have a super fun special guest. If you guys watched the most recent season of Bachelor in Paradise, then you're probably familiar with Kira. Um, if you didn't watch the most recent season of Bachelor in Paradise, what are you doing? Um, you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome. So it's Kira Menjitsu, right? Menjitsu. Uh, Mengistu. Oh, good. I'm so glad yeah. that you like, pronu like pronounced that for me. So Menkistu. <laughs> yes. Yes. Perfect. Well, welcome to the show. And also, thank you. Take note, Bachelor Nation, because there's no way anybody was pronouncing that correct. <laughs> Absolutely not. I I'm sure you, multiple times. I'm sure you've heard like meningitis, like me like any sort of ter like terminology. Usually, people um, confuse like the ending, like they pronounce it Mengitsu rather than Mengistu. For some reason, people are maybe more used to it. I don't know. Totally, because like that's what I was doing. I was putting the yeah. S before the T um, as yeah. well, so I'm right there with that population. But anyways, welcome to the show, and thanks so much for taking time out of your day to like collaborate with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited because I've wanted to talk to you like kind of since I think it's Clayton season, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Clayton. Yeah. So I thought that you were like an interesting character then. And then when you, when you came on bachelor in paradise, not that you're a character, but like, I liked your personality. I thought that you were like spunky and I connected with you. Um, so when I got to see more of you, I thought, I feel like you're so misunderstood and I just would love to talk to you more because you seem so cool. And for some reason, I think that people, like, I don't know. It, it seems like that kind of got lost in translation for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I think you only saw, like, a segment of what actually happened and then, like, only a segment of, like, who I am as a person during uh, Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. So, you know, since the show aired, I feel like I have done a really good job of letting my personality shine through on social media and sort of, like, set the record straight on who I am as a person. I love that because that's all that you can do and, like, no one's going to have a perfect... Like, no one's going to love the way that they translate all the time because there's just not enough time. Like, if there was, you would have your own show, you know, where it was just about yeah. you and focused on you. But so, yeah, I totally get that. Like, because of the editing and the amount of time, we've really just seen a split second of your personality and nowhere near encompassing all that you are. Yeah. And I mean, that's like... Um an unfortunate part of on, being on reality TV, like you, so they sort of um, only really showcase a portion of like who you are and they can't, they don't have the time or the bandwidth um, to showcase like people for like their full selves. Um, so you only really see a snippet. And for some people you see a snippet of like their, their good side. And for others, you see a snippet of maybe their bad side. Um, but you know, it's, it's also up to the person to sort of set the record straight afterwards to, uh, showcase who they really are. I completely agree. Um, and you have the ability to do so kind of because like, people do get such a big following afterwards or people want to keep up with you. So I do like the fact that there's an opportunity to like see who people are after the show, because like that's almost half of the fun is keeping up with like, like what people are really like when there's no cameras and no stress of like 
I'm assuming filming. I think that would be stressful in my opinion. Oh yeah. Filming is very stressful. You're basically in like a bubble, no contact with like the outside world, no electronics. It's just like you're focused, hyper-focused on the situations that you're in, um, whether it be in the mansion or on the beach. And, you know, I, I'm a very emotionally strong person, but, um, even I, in those environments, like had a hard time, um, you know, really, feeling like I was, um, my best self, um, because it's very stressful and there's no outlets for, um, stress relief. Um, so yeah, being in that bubble environment is definitely very stressful. Would you say that there's any differences since you have the, um, knowledge of going on both bachelor and then bachelor in paradise? Is it kind of like the same guidelines or is one environment a little bit more mentally stressful than the other? I think that paradise was definitely more mentally stressful. Um, I think the environment that we're in with like, uh, the heat and the, um, you know, sort of like sleeping out in the open so it's like an open air uh, hotel so you're always like um, outdoors um, uh, I think that's pretty stressful actually more so than um, just being on The Bachelor plus like like when you're on The Bachelor everything is like so new and like that's almost like very distracting from like what's going on and like um, how physically hard it is that whereas in paradise you kind of already know what's going on and what to expect and so like um, it's not as like I, I guess exciting and new and distracting. That makes a lot of sense. If you guys are out in the elements all of the time that makes so much sense as to how that's like mentally and physically taxing and then yeah. he like Everybody knows when you drink alcohol in the heat, you get so much more like fucked up fast. So I can only imagine that like, I, that the alcohol hits you just a different way in paradise as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, we are like limited to two drinks an hour and I usually didn't even do that. But like, even with that amount of alcohol, sometimes that with the heat can get to you um, pretty quickly if you're not drinking enough water, if you're not staying out of the heat. Um, one of my big regrets is I didn't bring one of the like handheld fans um, like a lot of other people had. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall it was like a fun experience, but definitely a very difficult one um, and not necessarily one that I would do it do again. Yeah. Did you go having any inclination that you were going to leave with Romeo or like that he was like the golden ticket at the end and like worth going through the experience or was it all just finding out as you went? So, I mean, I had an interest in Romeo when I first came in, um, like he and I, uh, we went to college together, even though we didn't know each other then. Um, but we knew of each other and, um, like we had hung out a couple of times before paradise and there was definitely a spark. Um, so, uh, but we were like both like, okay, let's just like wait until paradise to see if there's anything here. Um, so I was really excited to see him on the beach at the same time as me. But as you watched, um, that kind of fell apart pretty quickly. Um, and we had a very rocky road. Um, 
but you know like he sort of like found his way back to me like I think it was only after like 24 hours um he was with Jill for like what 24 hours and then like he sort of like fumbled that and um was sort of uh trying to talk to me again and at that point I was kind of like over it um but there was still definitely like some feelings still there um and yeah and then I came back on the beach and we had that fateful conversation and we're like okay it's time to go we can't <laughs> we can't pack stay it up. Here. yeah we can't stay here any longer yeah so that was uh it was definitely not the way that I anticipated my paradise experience to go but I'm very glad that's how things ended and I was very happy with the outcome and I think it says so much about you guys as a couple because one of the main things I've talked to people about is that after the show there is some sort of psychological thing about watching the person you're with like pursue someone else and the fact that both of you are strong enough in your relationship and with each other to just know that that was part of the experience and that you're not reading too much more into it than that um that's like really amazing and says a lot about your relationship actually yeah i mean we definitely talked about that and i was like really pissed about that um at the time but you know, I think he apologized for doing that and he took account like he took accountability for it. And um, in order to try to make things work, I had to let it go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I definitely don't like that when I think back on that. Or even just like, um, like Jacob's hot, you know what I mean? And like, he's obviously yeah. interested in you for like a period of time. Like he could watch that back and be like, wow, I really could have blew it for like a hot minute there. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like interesting to see your person pursued by someone else as well and being talked about like in that way. Exactly. It's a very weird experience to see yourself, like um, the person that you like pursued by other people and for you to be pursued, um, obviously for them to see you being pursued by other people. But I think all of us coming into this know that um, that's sort of the nature of the experience and that um, it's you shouldn't have too many hard feelings about it because you know that's sort of like what we sign up for coming in um, so I don't know I don't really have hard feelings towards anyone um, not towards Jill not towards totally um, Jacob not towards um, obviously Romeo um, it was what it was, and um, I think we are all better people for it. It's definitely hard to watch back, but you have a good attitude that you're not trying to let things stick and bother you, and you're right. Like, to some degree, I feel bad when people say it's what they sign up for, but, like, also, at least you had the mentality to know that this is just like we said in the beginning it's such a small fraction of your relationship with that person and a reflection of yourself that you can take everything with like a grain of salt because at the end of the day there's so much more that we haven't even seen as well exactly exactly um yeah no i'm very grateful for the experience um i i'm trying to think back as to if whether there was anything that i really regretted and um i think that the relationship between me and jill could have been better um during paradise 
Um, but other than that, I don't think that there's like really anything that I regret about my time in paradise. I think it was like a fun experience. Um, I definitely was very authentic, um, to myself and, um, yeah, I, I feel like I feel actually feel better about paradise than I do about bachelor because I think during bachelor I was very shy. I was very like in my head and like paradise says just like okay like I'm gonna do me I'm gonna have fun I'm gonna like meet my person and that's what I did yeah that's a great attitude and honestly to be completely transparent I stopped watching bachelor in paradise after you like after you guys left like I was kind of like really invested in your story and then after you got you and Romeo left I was kind of like okay like I I'm honestly I'm good and I would just keep up with things through like Zachary reality or like check on Twitter but like just for people who maybe like me paused halfway did you and Jill ever find any resolution like did you guys ever talk after sh the show or have like a patch up with each other yeah so we actually talked during reunion and things are good with her now um okay. you know I don't know if we're going to be as close as we once were but I think we're definitely on good terms um I'm I was hesitating to go to reunion because I was like uh I don't want to be stressed out I don't want people to like say anything to me that like I don't like but I'm actually really glad that I went to reunion because it was really nice to see everyone again and it did offer like after you didn't see this but there was like some back and forth between me and Jill and some arguments but um like at the end of that um we did like sort of like apologize and um you know sort of decide to move on and that's what it's all about because at the end of the day it's not like you guys are living on that beach either you know like everybody leaves and everybody lives their separate lives so putting it past you guys and just you know not agreeing to disagree but just leaving things where they are is sometimes the best way to like move forward exactly exactly and like i said i think like being in that bubble environment can sometimes bring out the worst in people um myself included and um, it's not necessarily real life and um, I think sometimes it's better to leave things that happen on the beach on the beach and I think it's also important that people remember that like maybe you didn't do this but some people like just go on to portray some sort of persona or character and like that's fine because it gives good TV and if like what you're watching for is good TV then like that's you know, you just want something interesting to be happening. And I feel like nobody should hold people, um, like, nobody should peg someone for what they act like on TV because they're giving us exactly what we want as viewers anyways, you know? Yeah. Which is tea. Yeah. Like, we just want to see tea and, like, kind of, like, ask about it after and, like, have something interesting that's not happening in our own lives because that's, you know, keeping it at an arm's length is what people watch for. I would actually say the opposite of true was true in Bachelor in Paradise. I feel like, uh, not for me, but like for a lot of other people, I felt like their personalities were very subdued and they were very like careful about how they came off. And so that kind of made for pretty boring television for a lot of the, um, a lot of the time that Paradise, uh, uh, for most of Paradise, I feel like. 
um, yeah, I was like actually like quite surprised because, you know, I, I, I know these people and, um, I know that they're not quite as boring as they like came off during, uh, Bachelor in Paradise. Like, um, so yeah, I like, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I think it is a little ridiculous that I was one of the more contra- more controversial figures totally. and that I was controversial for the things I like said and did, which were pretty like vanilla. Like, I don't think they were totally like that, like particularly shocking. And so like, I think that's more testament to like how subdued the rest of the cast were, were when they were on the beach. And I, I was like, this isn't that serious. Like it's reality television. Like people will talk about it for a little while and then they'll like get over it. Um, you know, be, be yourself. That's exactly how I feel like that. And to be clear, like that's what I was trying to say as well. And you said it so much better. Like, that's why I loved you. Like you were yourself and it's like, okay, I'm going to stir the pot a little bit because this is how I feel. Like, I'm not sure, you know, how to not say how I feel. And you're right. And that's also why I stopped watching when you left too, because so much of it was watered down and tailored to not having any backlash after the show and that's visible and also like the curation of producers was visible too because they literally had to force things to happen is what it felt like as a viewer because they weren't happening naturally like no one was just losing their shit so they had to cause random events to go down like the suitcase or whatever yeah, I mean, people were getting a little too comfortable there um, and were not, like, having a stretch stretch experience is um, how I've heard it called. Like, somewhere, like, an experience where you try to, um, you know, go outside of your comfort zone. Like, not a lot of people were, like, in that mindset, for sure. Like, without talking badly about anybody, is there anyone that you can say is completely different than how they came off on camera, like, from your from your perception? And that doesn't have to be a good or a bad thing, but just very different. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say very different, but I think that, um... I I can't think of anyone that was like very different. I just think that they were uh there were a lot of people that were not as fun um as they normally would be. Dying to ask you just because we've been talking about Bachelor and it's like what do you watch as guilty pleasure TV? Like do you have anything that you sit down to enjoy and decompress? Um I honestly don't watch a ton of reality tv i did really get into love island um uk when i was uh in quarantine like uh like two years ago so like me and my sister like watched like all of the seasons of love island uk and that's still like a good show um i've seen like a couple of seasons of bachelor um and i'm watching white lotus now um, that's like my guilty pleasure because everyone like it talks about it and I was like what's the what, what's so great about it and I'm three episodes in and I'm enjoying it I'm not like you know like oh my god but um, and then like obviously like House of Dragon was so good 
as well. I love House of Dragon. I love Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, those are like my guilty pleasures. I also want to get into the Kardashians because um, I do like them. Like, I don't know. I think that they're brilliant businesswomen. And um, yeah, I think if I, I, I think I relate most to Kim. I think she'd be the one that I am like most like. I love Although some people you're... might say Courtney, but I don't know. I love how your brain works because you're such a great communicator that not only did you tell me like what shows you watch, but also what you would like to watch and who you think you're most like, because that's exactly what I would ask you anyways. So I love that. Yeah. And I do think that you are like Kim because you are, I haven't even addressed the fact, but you have such an impressive like resume. Like you you are such a like intelligent woman like I I, I honestly don't see myself as a career woman but every time that I meet someone who is I'm just amazed at the drive that you had well thank you thank you Um, I have my parents to thank for that I mean I think they've always been um, really pushing like me and my siblings to succeed uh, academically Um, and I definitely want like a family life a normal family life Yeah, and hopefully that will come very soon. Yay, I'm excited for you. Um, But wait, let's talk a little bit about your career, if I can ask you. Yeah, sure. So you said that your parents helped, like, instill that in you. How young did you know that you wanted to pursue, like, being a physician? And, like, specifically, like, what you're doing now? Yeah, so I've always loved science. Um, Even from a very young age, I was like generally into science, not just biology, but like geology, botany, all that stuff. So um, definitely from a young age, I like science. And then it was around high school that I started thinking about it, um, maybe getting a little bit more serious. And then like once I got to college, that's when it was like, okay, I'm going to be pre-med. I'm going to put my um, head down and study. So it was around that time. Wow. Um, To be honest, I feel like I still don't necessarily know what my calling is. So it's great to see when someone does. Do you feel like yours has changed in any way with like branching out and like, you know, doing a reality series and then exploring being a little bit of like a content creator? Like, does that change it at all for you? Um, I think like, I think my, my true passion is, um, I mean, I, besides clinical practice, I do love clinical practice, but I, um, have always wanted to work on my, like for myself. So, um, trying to find a way to be a clinician, um, where I work for myself is really important. So I think branching out into entrepreneurship in the next few years is definitely going, is definitely in my future. And that's something that I'm exploring right now. Um, And the way that Bachelor sort of uh, comes into this is, uh, I mean, I did get like a modest amount of fame from the show and visibility. And, you know, I hope to use that to um, help launch this next chapter of my life, um, specifically like healthcare entrepreneurship. I'm excited for you. I truly don't really know what that even means to be honest like what it what it means to be a health entrepreneurship i'm picturing like shark tank like you're inventing like a medical supply or 
something like that, but correct me if I'm completely off base. Um, I think a, probably a clinic of some sort is what I'm thinking right now. Okay. Um, but that could shift in the next few months. But right now I'm thinking like along the lines of uh, starting a clinic. I see you often post like a lot of informational and educational TikToks. And right. a couple have been about women's health. I wanted yes. to ask, what is what is like one thing that you think that all women should know, you know, that could be listening oh, to this podcast? I have something. Um, so there is a hormone called anti-malarian hormone, also known as AMH or shortened to AMH. Um, I think that all women in their like late 20s to early 30s, if they want to have uh, biological children, they should get that uh, checked. Because if your um, AMH levels are lower than normal for your age, then it would be a great idea for you to freeze your eggs. Um, because basically that level tells you like how fertile you are. And if you're like less fertile than you should be, you should like freeze your eggs in order to um, ensure the ability to have children later on biological children later on so so I, I not enough women get it checked and um, you know they may like get older and older and not realize that their fertility is sub subpar um, or like they might be sub fertile right and that could be the reason so you're trying to raise awareness I really yeah. love that and can, can you just get it checked with your like general physician like how do you do yeah. that Okay. Yeah, you can. It's just a blood test. Your general physician can um, order it. Um, and like it can range. And it's, you know, it's only really important to pay attention to if it's like lower than it should be for your age. Not just generalizing, but in my life personally, I've had a lot of like close friends and, you know, family. And it seems like a lot of them have struggled with pregnancy lately. Do you, do you think that that has like any correlation? People not knowing that they're deficient in that, and you know, trying to conceive too late, or or something, or what do you think? Um, so I mean, the AMH like goes down. So the older you get, the less eggs you have left. So it's going to go down naturally, um, and that's not necessarily um, an issue. But it's uh, some people have abnormally low AMH levels, um, like so they're 28, but they have the AMH level of someone who is like 42. I think that's when it becomes like an issue that you should really pay attention to at that age. Um, but in general, yes, I think like um, fertility goes down the older you get. And it's really important to like know that and um, take measures if you want to have biological children like egg freezing in order to, you know, counteract like age related fertility decline that all women, no matter how much you take care of yourself, how good you look, um, all women experience age related decline in fertility. Um, and if they don't have a partner or aren't ready to have kids by their early 30s, like they should take uh, precautions like egg freezing. Like I think it was great that Jennifer Aniston came out and a couple of weeks ago and said that like she regrets not freezing her eggs. She regrets like waiting too late to have um, 
uh, biological children. Um, I think, and that was very brave of her to say because so much of Hollywood, you see them like getting pregnant in their like mid to late forties, and like that's not that didn't happen naturally. Right. That either that happened through IVF, either we with their eggs from when they were much younger, or from donor eggs, so eggs from someone else that they um, that they had. I think that's really, really important to make people aware of. And, you know, myself, I'm turning 28 this year, so that's something that I want to look into and explore as well. I mean, 28 is still, like, I think I think you should look into it when you're, like, 31, 32. Right. Because um, that's, like, your eggs are still good quality. Um, like, they're still young enough that there won't be much problems when you do IVF with them. Um, but you're old enough that you'll pro you might go back and use them as in you'll probably use them because if you freeze them when you're 21 um they're great quality but chances are that you're not going to actually like go in and use them um because i don't know you'll find a partner and you'll have kids sort of the traditional way uh, and it'll be just a waste of money that you like put towards these eggs that you never actually use so like I... your early 30s are your optimal time financially and biologically to freeze your eggs. That's so interesting. I'm so glad that you brought this up because like you said, I've, I've just been dying to talk about things that all women should know. And it's not something that your doctor's just gonna tell you at a random like physical checkup. And a lot of people who listen to this podcast are like in the same age series that I am. So it's super good to be aware. Um, I have to ask because I saw on your Instagram story, and this is totally switching gears, but you're friends with one of the guys in Sex Lives of College Girls. Humble brag. That's so cool. Um, have you watched the show? Like, do you do you watch it at all? So um, I've only watched one episode, but I'm actually um, so he's like a friend of my friend Harry, and like that's how I kind of know him. Yeah, yeah, no, he's very sweet, um, and yeah, we had a brunch a couple days ago, but um, yeah, he's a very sweet guy. I need to watch it now. You need to watch it because like. His character, like this is gonna sound creepy, but like his character is kind of hot in it too. Like he um, is yeah. like kind of like dorky, but he's with uh, like like the really funny girl in it. So yeah, you should definitely watch it. Um, like not gonna spoil anything, but he seems cool on camera. So that's cool to hear that he's like the same in yeah. real life and that you know he, him. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, nerds are becoming cool. Like, look at me and Romeo, like, nerds are cool these days, okay? They're trending. I fucking love that. Nerds are cool. Because, honestly, like, not even just being nerdy, but just being yourself is being more and more in than being, like, aesthetic, you know? Yeah. Like, just liking whatever the fuck you like, even if it's weird horror movies, whatever your shtick is, just like it. And, like, exactly. that's, that's in. Exactly. Authenticity and uniqueness are definitely in. And I think I'm really glad that I did the show for this reason. I feel like it's made me a lot more confident to own myself and own like the weird stuff, the like, I don't know, like kinky stuff, the like, I don't know, funny stuff. Um, I, I feel like it's really given me the confidence to like lean into 
those parts of my personality that I probably it would have taken me a lot longer in real life to develop that confidence and so like even though it was really hard um I do think there are so many like personal benefits to doing like a reality tv show which maybe you should maybe you should try it I know maybe I should go on the circle or something like not something where I have where it's like you know for romantic but I would love to go on a reality show just to just to see um like what it's like I guess like the whole experience I talk about them enough so might as well just go on one yeah yeah I mean I never expected to do one but it sort of was like it fell into my lap and I'm so glad I did it I mean you should as well I love that advice. Speaking of kinky, somebody like wrote in on a question for us, like what your favorite position was, but I don't really feel like that's the question I want to ask. So instead, what I would like to know going off of that question is what's the most fun thing you've ever done that like ended up being really hot during sex, whether it's like bringing food in or handcuffs or like just something you just tried and it was like, that was so good (laughs) uh i don't know i think i'm really good at dirty talk like really really good um so i think like and like sometimes i'm like me dirty talking turns me on and so it's just like it's it's good all around because like I literally have no filter um so and I don't I rarely feel awkward about saying or doing anything so I think like when I'm just like talking I like say what actually comes to mind even if it's like weird or like not politically correct and like it's like a turn on to both parties do you think that like, have you ever heard the saying that, like, whatever your fetish is, is something you would actually never want to happen in real life? And, like, that's part yeah. of why it's like, do you, do you think that you agree with that statement? At least in my case, absolutely. Like, I think, <laughs> I think, like, I, um, you know, uh, I'd like to be, like, very powerful and very, um, like, um, I don't know, in control in my, like, daily life, um, um, but not so much in the bedroom. So I think, like, yeah, sort of that applies, like, what you just said. Like, Great. Yeah, like, even sometimes I'll, you know, like, when you watch something, so, like, if you're watching porn or if you're watching something, it's, like, sometimes you turn it off and you're, like, what the fuck? Like, if this happened in real life, I would be mortified, you know, but for whatever reason, 10 minutes, that's like a fun thought. After that, maybe not, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Like, I mean, I think that's like, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Like, we're so tired of living out our, like, daily lives um, that it's nice to have, like, an escape. And, like, I think, like, what happens in the bedroom um, is usually, like, where a lot of people find their escape. Um, and, you know, I, I hope more people, like, lean into, like, what they like, what they enjoy. And, like, um, I hope, like, you know, sexuality is no longer such a, like, taboo topic or... Um, like the way it is now yeah because it is it still is a taboo topic especially when women are talking about it like if this was a podcast with men they could easily talk about masturbating and porn and not one eye blinked but you know like for a woman to talk about stuff there is sort of like a vulgarity that's added for no reason like behind what we're saying 
Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I am always like very open about that stuff, like in my daily life. And, um, and I think it's to be more of like an example to people that like, it's okay to, you know, be strong and smart and all that stuff, but still be like a, like sexual person, um, you know, a hundred percent. So I feel like we had a really great chat and I feel like we got to talk yeah. about tons of things. I want to give you an opportunity if you have anything that you would like to talk about specifically. Um, we drew awareness to, you know, like a couple of things, but if you just want to like share anything, let us know. Um, I mean, I think that this is something that like both me and a lot of my castmates encountered, but, um, yeah, I'm really surprised at how like, um, mean some people are on the internet and, I hope that people are like a little bit more mindful of like how their words affect people um, and that, you know, like not everything that you see on TV is the reality. Um, you only see a snippet of who people are and what they actually do um, when they're there. So um, I would just encourage people to be like kinder and more mindful of like how they use their words. Thank you so much for ending with that thought, just because especially with the Bachelor franchise or Bachelor Nation people, a lot of toxic opinions are pushed out on the platforms, and I think that a lot of people forget that everybody who we're watching, including yourself on these shows, are real people. So I think a really important takeaway and ending note of this episode together is to just be kinder in general towards people and don't always believe the first interaction that you see of someone to be their whole personality and to just kind of take things with a grain of salt as you form your own opinions being that we don't know personally any of these people but I had such a great time recording today's episode and I think that we touched on such a diverse multitude of topics if you guys would like to give us some comments or some feedback that are positive on the episode um, go ahead and reach out to us let us know how much you loved it which parts you connect with and share the episode with a friend or family member anybody who you know that watches the bachelor bachelor in paradise just do them a favor and send this episode their way because they will definitely enjoy it if you're listening to this before the holidays or right at the holidays, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate, sending you so much love.